is episode 507 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by Eventing Riders Association of North America. We would like to thank our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. Find everything you need for eventing at bitofbritain.com. This week on the show, it's an action-packed show. We are right in the middle of a sensational month of eventing. We've had badminton horse trials last week, and we are lucky enough to be joined by the badminton winner, Janelle Price, the first female winner in over 10 years. And then we are at Chatsworth International Horse Trials for the start of the exciting Event Rider Masters season. It's leg one, and we are joined by the press officer for Event Rider Masters, Emily Mumford. I'm Liz Halliday-Sharp, coming to you this week from North Chaley in England. And I'm Paul Tapner, coming to you this week from Chatsworth International Horse Trials in Derbyshire, UK. So, Paul, it's been a very exciting week, a very, very action-packed for you. You've managed a fantastic double clear at badminton. Very, very exciting. Let's start with that. I mean, you must be thrilled with your wonderful grey horse. Oh, thanks, Liz. Yeah, I am thrilled. It was great fun. We had an awesome personal best dressage test. Um, So really, really happy to really nail that dressage test. I finally got every flying change perfect. And normally, you know, there's always one or two flying changes that you're kicking yourself about. But I got them all. (laughs) Woohoo! Yes. (laughs) So so really good mark in the dressage. Super happy with that. And then, um, yeah, clear cross-country in the jumping penalties. Just some time penalties holding me back. And then clear again in the show jumping. But again, so it's pesky time penalties holding me back. So, uh, yeah, poor old Bonza King of Rouge and myself. We're getting a bit slow in our old age. I was going to say, what's going on? Is it because you're technically a amateur she says in quotes now uh, do, do you think that's where the time penalties come tappers you know uh, it, it is you know well there's, there's a lot to it and you know what i'm, I'm going to be quite honest with our listeners because we, we share a lot with our listeners and, and i know our listeners will be uh you know not pleased but we'll find it warming to know that i do struggle a bit with these things these days and and certainly now that i ride i only ride two horses now um and uh you know my bravery across country has has lessened somewhat because of that and also you know if i think back um burley two burleys ago i had a really really bad crash there horse came down on top of me i remember didn't that get, that was didn't horrible. get through the finish and um you know sort of didn't necessarily dent my confidence. And you had was, a terrible you know, crash last year at Badminton. And then, you so, know, that's it. Exactly. So the next four-star you do, you have another terrible somersault crash. And you're like, geez, you know, like all of a sudden it's it's been 18 months since I got through the finish lines of a four-star event. And it uh, suddenly, um, when I went to Burley last year, it, it changed my whole perspective on what that event was about. And and literally it was just get through the finish flags. I wasn't there to be competitive. I was just there to, to get through those finish flags. I did that. And then in this event, I was like, right, okay, we're good. We're good to go. I can be more competitive. Um, but, it, you know, it certainly was, uh, it was difficult. The, the horse didn't enjoy... Um, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it, and but it, it was difficult for me to be competitive because the horse didn't enjoy the the ground. You know, the weather here has been tough. diabolical. Yeah. He didn't enjoy the ground. He didn't enjoy the heat that we suddenly have. I mean, where did that come from? Yeah, We've got heat, and he'd not. You know, he just didn't enjoy that. And um, so, you know, we had some time penalties, uh, but he was awesome across country. He, he was looking for the jumps. He was figuring it out. The errors he made didn't cause us any problems, you know, so it's all good. And then in the, the show jumping, 
beautiful clear round from him. I, I took the inside line defence too, so I, I didn't really understand why I had five time penalties. I looked at the scoreboard when I finished and I was like, oh my God, how did I get five seconds over time? So, you know, really, really frustrating, but still super happy with the horse. Well, do you know what, Paul? I have to say, I'm, I give you some some slack, of course, because that's my job as your as your co-host. Yeah, but yeah, I do yeah, think, yeah. you know, <laughs> look, there were plenty of horses with a lot more time faults than you had. And especially, you know, the horse, he's not that experienced at four star, really, is he? And I I, I mean, look, well, had, only his second had I been yeah. there, exactly, I would have been pretty, pretty happy with that result. Look, I'm just hoping to get to badminton one day because I am not <laughs> blessed with hundreds of four star horses. So, um Oh, well, that's, yeah, you never know. Next year or the year after, I've got to look after my superstar De Niro Z, but hopefully, hopefully he'll get me to Babington. Fingers crossed. Now, exactly. Of course he will. Of course they will. Now, Liz, you've just told us in the opener that you're back in um, the sunny now, <laughs> UK. <laughs> so uh, you, you've, you've done the shift again because you are just the jet set traveler of the eventing world. Well, it does appear that I brought the weather with me, which is nice. I arrived on Tuesday from the airport, got straight on a few horses, which is great. I've got a couple of nice young horses in from Cooley Farm, which is very exciting. A few nice ones to produce and sell. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're all systems go flat out. I arrived to 26 degrees Celsius, which felt very, very cushy to be arriving in the UK to beautiful weather. So, do you know what? It's great to be home because I do think of the UK as home. And, um, yeah, it's it's great to be back and to see everybody. And I'm just trying to sort of get myself back in the groove with a bit of jet lag and all that. But I am off to Wiesbaden next week for the second leg of the Event Rider Masters. I'm super yeah. excited. And you are currently residing at the first leg of the Event Rider Masters in Derbyshire at Chatsworth, which starts tomorrow. Am I right? Yeah, uh, no, we don't start tomorrow. We start on Saturday, but the, the competition here at Chatsworth certainly starts tomorrow. There's plenty of action going on for spectators to come and see. Uh, but Event Rider Masters starts on Saturday. We're Saturday and Sunday, so uh, it will be great. Um, but yeah, so it, it will be a fantastic event. Uh, the, the, it's been a fantastic month. I mean, we've got Kentucky straight into badminton, straight into leg one, Chatsworth straight into leg two of the event rider masters at Wiesbaden. So a fantastic month uh, for any fan of the sport of eventing. Now, all of this traveling you've been doing around uh, the world, you, you know, you clearly, you're going to be had a bit of time on the phone, online, looking at all the social media posts. And um, I think it'd be a bit amiss of us if we didn't just make a little bit mention of the last two weeks and the social media storms that have brewed up from Kentucky and then badminton. Oh my. Now, there's, you know, we're not going to, to add fuel to any fire, that's for sure. But certainly there's, you know, the eventing fan community, some people been accused of a little bit of witch hunting over the last two weeks. You know, certainly uh, Marilyn Little from uh, Kentucky, um, you know, there's been a bit of a campaign a against her and uh, her riding techniques or, you know, the welfare of the horse and all that sort of thing, um, which, you know, we've most riders clearly love their horses, including Marilyn, clearly love the horse and treat the horse with the utmost respect. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, the, the social media postings, you know, I was always taught if you, if you don't have something nice to say about somebody, you don't say it. You know, you just keep your mouth shut. So that doesn't seem to be the, the era we live in on social media. Uh, and so poor, poor old Marilyn's copped it a bit. And then um, we, we fast forward to Badminton and, and then Ollie, uh, through, you know, his desperate measure to try and win uh, the Grand Slam. You know, perhaps he did overstep the line a little bit on mm. the competitiveness away from the horsemanship. 
and 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 those that 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 money may have uh, just pushed him a, a little bit to the wrong direction but certainly he still loves those horses those horses came out looking fantastic and jumping fantastic on the last day um but again a little bit of a social media witch hunt where you know the fact that he he didn't interview well as well uh, has mm. really uh, damaged poor old ollie so um it's uh, difficult you know. isn't it it really is and i was thinking about this long and hard over both events and i thought we you know I, i'm not condoning either situation because i think it's very difficult in Marilyn's case because many of her horses have come up with blood in the mouth. And I think that has clearly started the situation, regardless of what the case was of scandalous. And I think it seems to me as if the horse bit its tongue, which in that situation, people are getting excited because it's been about four horses now that this has happened on. So you have to say, okay, but come on, everybody. Like, I just don't think the social media thing needs to brew the way it does. And Ollie, I understand. And look, all of us can say we've occasionally hit the horse halfway through a big event to say, come on, wake up. But yes, um, you know, I'd agree. It, it didn't it didn't look great, but it's just difficult, isn't it? I'm, I'm sitting here waffling, but I'm just saying no, but it, it, you have like to, you I say, think you're, as you're a professional because... rider, you have to look at both ends and it is difficult for you to think, well, what if that had happened to me? Like, what if my horse had bitten its tongue? But yeah, perhaps it, it had nothing to do. And But then I have to look at the other side and say, well, Maryland's had a lot of horses that have had blood in the mouth. And that rightly has upset people. You know, that's not so happened the, to the rest the, of us. The history, <laughs> so the history there. Exactly. The history, the history is, is there a problem. Has made, the history has is a made, problem. Has made the, the Kentucky, you know, meant she was going to be very much targeted, Absolutely. very much looked at at Kentucky. We, uh, we very much uh, feel that the officials... Uh, on the uh, event side of Kentucky, did their job and did, you know, they would have been yes. watching Marilyn for exactly the same reasons that everybody was on social media was was wanting to, to watch her extra closely. So um, we have to say that the officials, we have to have trust in the officials that they did their job. They have the horse's welfare at their heart all of the time. Um, and so do the riders. So there, there's not a single rider, not a single official that doesn't have that in the foremost of their mind. The welfare of the horse is paramount at all times. It overtakes anything and everything. Um, so, and if that doesn't happen, uh, it's the official's job to, to, to do something about it. And, you know, they were consulted in the field of play, the field of play decisions. It was all dealt with. So we have to, you know, one thing I don't enjoy seeing on the social media is everybody saying, well, the officials should have done this or should have done that. No, mm. the officials were there. You can't judge what the officials should or shouldn't have done based on some photos. Um, I agree. Some photos which may have had some filters over them to make them look, you know, even more more significant. So um, that our sport, the integrity of our sport has to be maintained. The officials were doing their job. The officials, we need to continue to encourage our officials to do their job. Um, yes, and, and all of that sort of thing. Now, you then fast forward to the next week and did the officials do their job at badminton? Well, they gave him two official warnings. Now, the problem there is a lot of people don't think that was enough and that should have been a yellow card, perhaps even two yellow cards if they really wanted to go, mm. you know, make an example of him. Um, but uh, so we, you know, people have right to voice that opinion. That's fine. Um, but they did officially warn Oliver of his behaviour um, on the cross country course. However, I think then the the interview that he gave, which you know unfortunately was was a very poor interview by anybody's <laughs> sense of the imagination, 
has added fuel to the fire, and I unfortunately think there will be further official ramifications from that, um, which is right. which is very disappointing for everybody. It and does. Especially when that is essentially outside the scope of the sport and outside the scope of the, the, the sporting rules of that competition on that and, day. And, Paul, what's important to notice here is Maryland finished third and was the United States champion at that event, and... Um, Oliver finished second at badminton. So these are both, and of course, one Kentucky, but with these are both riders that finished extremely well yeah, in each of their respective riders. four stars. And that, that for me, riders. is even more unfortunate that this social media explosion has happened because it's not good for our sport. And I, that in no way am I saying that that condones what either rider did. I am not saying that on any way, shape or form, but I just feel that the, the witch hunt, like you say, has become tricky. That's all I'm saying. I don't know how else to say it, but I feel the officials have to be allowed to do their job in one way or another. Indeed, they have to be allowed to do their job. We have to have faith in them doing their job. We have to keep pushing them and promoting them to do their job. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we... we, we Please, everybody, just be nice to each other on social media. And yes, everybody's <laughs> exactly. enabled to, to have a, a, an opinion. Um, but when, you know, a, a rider such as Ollie makes a formal public apology and um, then everybody attacks him because they don't think the apology was, was, was uh, you know, in his own words or, or actually genuine, well, what's the poor guy supposed to do? What, exactly. You know, there's nothing else to be done. So when are you going to be happy? You know, they're, they're not. So that's a, that's a really sad situation to get into. But we are not sad people. We are happy because of all of those exciting events of Kentucky <laughs> Badminton, Chatsworth ERM1 and Wiesbaden ERM2. It's all excitement plus. And you know what? I think we need to get on to our first guest after this from Bit of Britain. I'm Molly Rosen and I'm here to tell you about my none finer superior brushing boot. These have a really nice cotton on the inside that's very helpful for horses that are allergic to neoprene. I actually currently have two in my barn so we've been using a lot of this uh, none finer superior brushing boot which has been great because they hold up really well. Toss them in the washing machine, hang them up to dry or even uh, just brush them out the inside. These things have a double closure. Touch this strap, this strap, and then close them over. So if you're riding cross country and the horse rubs up against something, they don't come off uh, too easily. This none finer superior Russian boots held up really well for me and I hope it does the same for you. Well, we are very excited to have joining us on the eventing radio show a badminton winner for the very first time. It's the biggest event in the world. And Janelle Price, you've just won it. Yeah, it's a bit surreal when, uh, well, still waking up every morning, it's a bit surreal. And then uh, hearing <laughs> somebody say it, it still doesn't quite um, feel feel like it's real life. But um Maybe it'll uh, sink in a bit more over the next few days. <laughs> well, we're very excited you were able to join us. I'm sure it's been a media explosion. And not only that, but you've already been competing at Aston Lee Walls, another one-day event with loads of horses. I mean, there's literally no rest for the wicked for you, is it? Yeah, I know. We had um, actually we had eight horses at training on Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. And then we've had 15 horses at Aston Lee Walls over the last oh few days. <laughs> Is that all? Horses. Yeah, eight so, horses on Tuesday. Yeah. So 
<laughs> what? So there was certainly enough oh. to uh, curb the Monday night celebrations. I just couldn't help but think about that uh, alarm clock Tuesday morning. But um, life goes on, sadly. Yeah, life goes but on. But there must have been some Sunday night celebrations. So surely a slight, you know, slight slow day on Monday. Well, yeah, there was, but I'm a little bit rusty, clearly, on the drinking front, and I think I had about (laughs) five glasses of champagne, which went straight to my head, and uh, I must say I was a little bit rattly as I was uh, trying to school uh, seven or eight horses on Monday, and of course five of them were blooming mares that had all had a week away from me, so they weren't being the most cooperative, but um, (laughs) no, look, we've certainly um, had a bit of fun, and um, it's something that'll stick with us forever. So, um, memories, making memories. And now, Janelle, you're home. You said you've been spending a little bit of time with your little one. Of course, we've got to remind people that it wasn't that long ago that you had your first child. You'd been away from eventing for a while. I know you were desperate to get back. And before we knew it, you were at Poe last year. And, and here you are. You've won badminton straight away the next season after you've had your first baby. How was that for you getting back into it or was it just nothing? You just were straight on it. Um, Well, well, I I rode through the entire pregnancy. So, I mean, I didn't have that much time out of the saddle. I just rode a couple of select horses, some of my, you know, more experienced horses, just sort of two or three a day, which um, kept kept me going and, and kept me fit and kept me a little bit sane, just a little bit sane. Um, but no, it is certainly crazy to think, you know, badminton last year, I was, you know, really frustrated on the sidelines, starting to feel quite pregnant, thinking my life had ended. And, um, here we are a year later, who would have thought? My goodness. And what I've found interesting, I've thought about this a little bit and you can tell me maybe if there's any correlation here, but I remember seeing that Piggy French, of course, had her first child not that long ago in 2016 and she came out absolutely flying last year. And then you've sort of done the same thing. Do you think it was a little bit being away from the competition scene? Do you think it's somehow just spurred you on this year a bit more or do you think just all the pieces fell into place anyway? I think it certainly um, solidifies, I guess, why you do it and what you enjoy about it. Um, you know, whilst I had a very easy pregnancy physically, I did find it mentally quite tough sort of not having a a real goal or a real sort of, you know, end, end point of what I was doing that year. Um, obviously, having a child was it, but, you know, on a professional front. And it was probably the first time in my life I, I was lacking that. Um, so I was really keen to get going again. Um, I certainly worked harder through the winter than I might have otherwise. You know, sort of come the end of October, Tim was desperate to stay at home and I was desperate to get to the yard every day. Um, so that was certainly something new. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there probably is a bit of a correlation. Maybe just, yeah, hungry, hungry to get back out there and um, maybe a bit more determined and focused in your training. Well, it's uh, certainly the results certainly reflect that. Uh, we can't argue with that. Now, leading in to badminton, how confident were you? You know, it's been a very, very disruptive uh, eventing season in the UK in the lead up to badminton. Most people were feeling rather underprepared because of all that lack of competition. Now, you, like you've just said, you've been preparing at home intently over the winter more so than you'd ever done before. So going in, you know, how confident were you? What, what was what was you, your thinking there? 
Well, no, I wasn't confident at all. I actually had a, a really sort of patchy spring preparation, which um, is very unusual with Sasek Moe. She's been so reliable over the years. But um, we actually had a foot abscess, which is, again, the first time she's ever had an abscess in five years. And literally the day before Gatcombe, her first uh, competition of the season, she was off. And then, of course, I'd planned to run at Burnham Market six days later. And we sort of patched it up a little bit too quick. And the day before Burnham Market, she was off again. So I missed both of those first two runs. Um, and suddenly I was left with uh, just the one run at Belton. So I was really quite uh, nervous heading in whether we'd done enough. And certainly the um, on the Saturday, I didn't go till 3 in the afternoon or something and I did spend I think the whole morning thinking oh god I hope I'm not rusty I hope she's not rusty you know you just start to suddenly <laughs> doubt yourself but um I was pretty delighted when I left the start box and I I saw a very good shot at number one and two and I thought don't worry I think we've still got it <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's awesome so uh, yeah. so even right up until fence two of the cross country there was still that element of doubt and then you've nailed the first two fences and then you just must have had the best ride ever from then on in because you know I saw you earlier in the week I did say to you hey what you know she's not going to like this mud is she and uh, you know she's got two smaller feet she's one of the fastest event horses uh, on the circuit but she's not going to like the mud and you said no 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 her feet don't ever touch the ground long enough to worry about that and I was like oh <laughs> Janelle's on Janelle's keen she's on fire she wants yeah. it but it was all bluffing you were just bluffing me as a fellow competitor <laughs> <laughs> no well it's stupid I mean I think of myself as a bit of a nana I mean if you see me at a one day event yeah I'm a bit pathetic you know I see something from a lot I see a distance from a long way out and I'm like, oh, no, no, we'll just add one or two down there. And then I sort of tell myself off on landing and, and off you go. Uh, welcome to my world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and mine. So, no, it was funny. And I was actually deciding, you know, the first sort of related distance at Badminton was the quarry at number four. And, you know, there was sort of the option of the five or the six. And, you know, literally just before I went, I was like, you are going on five. And I knew then that that would sort of set me up on that direct distance. So, um, no, I fully did have to sort of make myself get out there and, and get in that rhythm. But um, once I jumped through there, on, I got a very easy five. And then um, I was, you know, we were on for the rest of it. So it was and a relief. I, I saw the um, the video of some of, of of your whole cross country rounds. Um, unfortunately, it was very annoying. It was extremely difficult to get it in the United States, which is where I was. But I was able to watch it when I got home here on Tuesday. And um, my goodness, what I couldn't believe was you were the fastest time of the day, despite having to take an unplanned option at the water, the first water. Um, tell us a little bit about that, because I mean. It does not only show what a fast rider you are, which is well known throughout the world, but also how incredible your horse is in that ground to still get there nearly on the time. Yeah, no, seriously, the mare is fast. I just uh, try and stay with her. It's all credit <laughs> to her. She, she is a bit of a freak. Um, but no, I, I totally underestimated her coming into the lake. Again, just a little bit in my head. I had too much time to think. And I just thought, given our lack of preparation, she might have a little bit of a look going into the lake. And I came a bit strong, and, and she didn't even vaguely look. And suddenly, I, I got down there on four and a half, much too close to the B element. Um, and she just sort of twisted a bit. So, 
I made a very quick uh, decision to go long at the sea element. And then it really felt like um, Burley two years ago where I had a similar sort of thing happen at the Dairy Mound early on. And then I thought, well, you're really under pressure now. You know, you, you know you're on a fast horse, um, but you've dug yourself a really big hole and you've got to get out of it. <laughs> um, and I think I was sort of 17 odd seconds down at five minutes. And I thought I'll just uh, get through the sort of busy part up around the Vicarage V area. I thought horses were, once you jumped through the coffin, I thought that was the time to make my move. So um, I was efficient up to that point. And then as soon as I landed from the coffin, I was like, come on, Molly, we've got some work to do. And um, <laughs> she just responds. She is phenomenal. So uh, all credit to her. Definitely, you want to be on a, a fast thoroughbred type horse like that uh, at that point in time. Like you say, coming out of the Vicarage Ditch area, heading up the hill back into the main badminton park, that's where the time is uh, either made or lost. And, uh, yeah, I mean, listening to exactly what you say, it just makes me want to get back on a on a thoroughbred instead of uh, <laughs> poor old Bonza King of Rouge because I was uh, merrily swimming my way up that hill rather than uh, yeah. galloping at speed like you were. But anyway... <laughs> So fast well, um, you know, I, I had the I had the added knowledge of, you know, the world championship a few years ago in Normandy. Obviously, all yes. of the horses were tiring there, and she towed me home. So, whilst I made that bid, I I knew I had a horse that could come home. Yes. So um, exactly, I had absolute yep. faith that um, you know, I wasn't going to pay the price at the end, and that just comes from experience and and time together. Yeah, exactly. You've known the horse for a long time. You've been together at the top level for a long time. And, and, and that is what our sport is all about. And that's what, you know, badminton champions are all about. But is a little bit more after the cross country. You've got to do this pesky bloody show jumping, don't you, on the last day? And uh, Tell me statistically, about it. <laughs> statistically, not everybody was expecting a clear round from you. I think every single, um, the vast majority of people around the eventing world were willing you to have a clear round, wanting you to have a clear mm. round because they knew you were going to win if you did. But um, it's not that often you get the clear round. So how was the emotions on uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, and then in the show jumping round? Well, funnily enough, we were Saturday evening. Uh, we all, all camp. Typically, we camp up for the toddy and ourselves, and um, we were sat down you know, Saturday evening. And he, uh, you know, we were talking about the next day, and I said, gosh, I'm going to need a bit of luck, you know, knowing full well that, you know, she's not a bad jumper. She will guard and she will try, but she's certainly no show jumper. Um, and we, yeah, we were sat there, and, and I said, yeah, definitely, we're going to need some luck. And he said, every dog has its day. And I said, are you calling Molly a dog? And he <laughs> said, no, you. <laughs> so um, that was that was quite funny, but he was right. You know, I think it. I think it just was her day. It was meant to be. Um, I think we jumped the first two fences clear, but I think we touched nearly every fence thereafter. But um, you know, somebody said to me actually after the competition, "You made your luck on the cross country, and you used it up on the show jumping." And you know, I'd like to look at it like that because I think she did so many things right that week and yes we got a little bit lucky on Sunday but um it was clearly meant to be her day yeah well, genuinely wrote, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean Janelle come on that's part of this sport isn't it I mean you've seen it happen before and I, I think you're right I think it she she was so incredible on the cross country and so were you of course and I think so many people wanted it to happen that way you know you felt sort of like she'd earned her way to that after so many years of being this incredible horse and with the new scoring system I think that maybe just helped 
let her in there a little bit more. And do you think it helped your mindset knowing that you, after the horses before you had jumped, that you then had a rail in hand? Do you think that relaxed you a little bit or not really? No, I mean, I certainly went into the competition thinking the new scoring system would benefit a horse like Classic Moet. But interestingly, the top three wouldn't have changed. So even on the old scoring system, the top three would have been as okay. it was. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, that's really interesting to note. And, um, yeah, I had an idea going in that I had a rail in hand, but I wasn't trying to buy into that. I was just trying to stay in my own little bubble. And, um, I, you know, I thought Saturday night it was so tight and it was going to take a clear round. I was slightly mortified when I walked the show jumping and saw it was big, it was square, it was wide. Um, I don't know if that was just my eye getting tricked in my position, but I, again, I sort of said to Tony, I was like, it's quite big, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, it's huge. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> oh, marvellous. <laughs> Not helping. Um, so, yeah, but anyway, pulled it well. off. Whatever. Do you know what? It's all behind you now. And my goodness, you did win the very biggest event in the world and you must be absolutely thrilled. And um, Janelle, there is going to be tons of people stalking you on social media now. Um, I know that you've tried to up your social media presence this year and it was the right year to do it. (laughs) How can people follow you? Come on, sell yourself to all of your many adoring fans. Oh, I'm not very good at this part, am I? (laughs) Yeah, but no, you're right. I have tried to make a little bit more of an effort, um, both with Facebook and I'm on Instagram as well. So um, I have been trying to be a little bit more proactive and um, share a bit of a few bits and pieces along the way. So yeah, either on Instagram or Facebook, I'm just down as Janelle Price. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Janelle. It's been a really a pleasure to speak to you and thank you for fitting us in. I know you've just had a crazy, crazy week, but um, we're very, very pleased for you. Huge congratulations again, and we hope to speak to you again very, very soon. The Eventing Riders Association of North America is the collective voice of riders, equine professionals, and owners in pursuit of enhancing the growing sport of eventing in North America. In cooperation with our members, governing bodies, related committees, and organizers, ERA of NA works to improve the overall welfare, safety, visibility, and growth of the sport. ERA of NA, your voice matters for the sport of eventing. Jump in and engage by becoming a member today. Find them online at www.eraofna.com. Joining us now on the Eventing Radio Show, it's Emily Mumford, who is the press officer and social media guru for the Event Rider Masters series. Emily, welcome to the Eventing Radio Show. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Now, Emily, we are sat in Chatsworth International Horse Trials ERM office. Now, that's a mouthful, isn't it? And uh, we've, we've been to a press meeting today and got all these wonderful plans. So uh, tell our listeners a little bit about our uh, social, the, sorry, I said our, the Event Rider Masters social media plans for this, uh, this series. Um, well, this year, Paul, we are looking at quality content. So we are using our live stream broadcasters, Red Handed TV, much more. Um, we're looking at using video and images much more than we did last year and hopefully are going to inform our fans of everything that's going on without spamming them. 
So, Emily, of course, this weekend is the very start of the 2018 Event Rider Masters Series. Just for all of our viewers, we've got viewers all over the place, uh, many, many in the USA and Canada and, of course, in the UK. Can you just remind them where each of the venues are and how they can watch it live? Because I'm sure everybody wants to do that. Yeah, no problem. So we start at Chatsworth House, which is um, in Derbyshire, and that is at the Dodson and Horrell Chatsworth International Horse Trials. We then next week, so we've got a back to back, we go straight to Wiesbaden, which is in Germany on the bank of the River Rhine. Um, and then we head to a new venue for us this year, Arville in Belgium. We come back over to the UK to the St. James's Place Barbary International Horse Trials. We have another back-to-back -back with um, Jardy then in France, which is just outside of Paris. And we are finishing this year in Scotland at the Land Rover Blair Castle International Horse Trials. And of course, everybody can watch live, uh, I assume, in the way that it has been before, where they can get on to the Event Rider Masters website and it, there is no cost. They just have to register for free. Am I correct? Yes, you are. Absolutely. Perfect. So, of course, everybody needs to watch next weekend because I'm going to Wiesbaden and I'm super excited because I've never been there before. And it sounds like an absolutely amazing venue. But um, everyone needs to remember that the, the finale will not be at Blenheim as it was last year, purely because of the World Equestrian Games, which are happening in Tryon. Am I right about that? I think that's why they've shortened the series this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we didn't want to take anything away from anyone. So um, Tryon has to be a big focus for a lot of the riders who we have in the series. So um, we thought it was more sensible just to cut our, our season a little bit shorter. Now, Emily, uh, Event Rider Masters is all about taking eventing global. You, you've mentioned all of those uh, wonderful venues bouncing around from Europe and the UK, but uh, it's all about the audiences who are global. And there's multi, you know, when we talk global, of course, there is multiple languages, isn't there? And we've got some exciting news about not only our TV highlights program, but also our live stream. So uh, tell our listeners what's happening on the, the live stream this year. So this year, our live stream is going to be translated into French for us by Equido. Um, so the French viewers will have a um, French live stream to watch. And oh, and Clip My Horse, sorry, Clip My Horse in Germany as well. They are going to be translating into German. Oh, wow. So we will have live streams in English, French and German. Well, that's and, uh, very exciting. Wow. Nice. We, especially uh, how with... awesome is that? Pretty awesome this year. And I think that's a, a really great step because historically there's been quite a few French competitors making the trip to all of the Event Rider Masters, German competitors as well. And hopefully it's going to up the viewers and also up the competitors. Do you think it will? We're hoping so. I mean, we've got a pretty strong French contingent here at Chatsworth with us this year. Um, they came and dominated in 2016, so we'll be interested to see what they can do again for us in 2018. And Emily, I'm just going to ask you to also describe to our listeners, because I've said to a few people in the United States that I was really excited that the Event Rider Masters exist for a horse like my horse, Fernhill by Night, who's not doing CCIs anymore, but it still gives him sort of a great you know, route to be competitive and still enjoy his eventing career as he's getting older. And I think it gives a lot of 
routes to many different horses. But a lot of people said to me, what's the event Rider Masters? And I thought, oh, my gosh, we really need to make sure that people know what this series is, how it works, why it's special. Can you just give us a really quick rundown? What is the event Rider Masters for those who have not been lucky enough to watch it or compete in it? Okay, so it is run at CIC three-star level. And um, we do, we condense basically what has traditionally been a three day into two days. So we have our dressage and that is also to music on the first day. So competitors get to pick the songs that they want to do their tests to. We then have our show jumping and cross country both run on the second day. We do those in reverse order. So um, we won't know who has won until the last horse crosses the line. We have a live podium as well. Um, that we have rolling the whole way through so you come off your horse and if you're in the top 15 normally you end up on the podium for hopefully a long time Liz in Wiesbaden we're hoping we're going to see you (laughs) oh I hope so (laughs) and and it is all televised live so everybody's phase so all three phases for every competitor are televised live on eventridermasters.tv now Emily uh one of the major things that uh, Event Rider Masters is all about is innovation and technology and bringing technology into the sport. And we're very happy to have SAP as a major technology partner and sponsor. And uh, they bring some pretty cool technology, not only to uh, the, the dressage phase, but they've got a, an exciting new um, uh, app getting developed and hopefully being launched this weekend uh, for the sh- for the both jumping phases, as well as what they already do for the cross country. So just give our listeners a little bit of insight to the wonderful technology that SAP bring to Event Rider Masters. So SAP are quite incredible and they have been developing technology to um, gather data, basically, to help further the interest for the sports fans, more or less. Um, So this year we have the Audience Spectator app, which we had last year, where you can judge along with um, the dressage judges. So movement by movement, you can give your scores. You get to know how far off you were with the judges, whether they've been really kind or whether you've been a bit grumpy. Um, so that's a really, really cool one that can be done on site and uh, at, at home. So if you're watching the live stream, you can judge along with that. Then we also, like Paul just said, they are developing an app that lets you predict the show jumping outcomes. So you can even go in and decide what polls people are going to have. Now, that would have been a good one for last weekend at badminton, wouldn't it? Eh? Everybody was having that conversation. <laughs> oh, who's going to leave the rails up? Are they, aren't they? Who's going to win? So we're bringing that excitement into the palm of people's hands with a, a with an app that we can all bet against each other uh, as to who's going to leave the rails up or who's going to have them down. So that sounds pretty exciting. And then, and then what do we do in the cross-country phase? So in the cross-country, we have um, our live tracking devices. So they are given to riders. And they provide huge amounts of data that we can then look back on. We are, um, I think we've managed to team SAP and Equi Ratings up. And they are going to be looking at lots and lots of different data and how all that data can be used for safety and to give fans even more of an insight into things like speed at certain times, um, how fast people are getting between jumps, that sort of thing. 
Well, Emily, I actually wore one of those devices at the WEG test event recently in Tryon, and um, they were saying to me, oh, you've you've done an event, Rod, or Masters. You've probably seen these before. So I, uh, they wanted volunteers, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll wear that. But I still haven't actually seen the stats, but I'd be really interested to see what comes about with this joining up with Echo Ratings, because I think that's it sort of adds a whole new level to our sport, doesn't it? And it brings the public in to understanding, you know, what it's all about and, and sort of the like the technical things that we all deal with which maybe not everybody knows right it does and that's exactly what erm and sap are all about it's about bringing the sport to a wider audience and if we can give people more to get interested about more's the better i think well it sounds pretty exciting to me and uh i should uh test emily on the uh social media handles of every single platform that we have given that i just said she is the social media guru but it's pretty easy because you just search for event rider masters so how many different platforms are we on this weekend and for indeed the whole year emily so we have got facebook twitter instagram snapchat and obviously oh we're live streaming all over the website <laughs> well i think we've made that all pretty easy for everyone so officially hopefully everybody in the us and canada as well as the uk is listen they know how to watch the event rider masters this weekend next weekend and and a f- good few more weekends throughout the year in various different countries it is a fantastic series great to watch high drama and so much fun to ride in as well i can't recommend it more so emily thank you very much for being on the eventing radio show and i hope it all goes very smoothly this weekend and i will see you next weekend in germany looking forward to it liz i can't wait to see that pony of yours thank you all for listening to the eventing radio show presented by the eventing riders association of north america You can learn more about Eventing Riders Association of North America at eraofna.com. You can find all of the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. Follow Eventing Radio on Facebook. Just search for The Eventing Radio Show and, of course, on Twitter at Eventing Radio. You can listen to Eventing Radio anytime, anywhere with the free Horse Radio Network app. It's for iPhones and Android devices. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. And, of course, you can also subscribe via iTunes. Thanks again to our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. I'm Liz Halliday-Sharp, and you can follow me on Facebook, Liz Halliday, on Instagram, Liz Halliday-Sharp, and on Twitter, at Liz Halliday. And I've been Tappers in your ears. You can follow me on Facebook, Tapner Eventing Team. On Instagram, Tapner Eventing. On Twitter, at Tapner Eventing. And, of course, there's a website, tapnereventingteam.com. Thanks for listening.